0: to the Knockbox Podcast. During our series, we'll talk all about getting your life organized, not just for now, but for after you're gone. Because guess what? We've all got an expiration date. The big question is, are you leaving a nightmare for your next of kin when you're gone? Do you have a file cabinets full of paper or an online world that no one in your family could ever piece together? Does your system make sense to you but might not make sense to anyone else? Are you leaving a scavenger hunt for your next of kin? Or will they be leaving one for you? If the answer is yes, keep on listening. I'm Maria, and the Knockbox, or the Next of Kin Box, is my creation. Join me and a few friends as we discuss death, our stuff, organizing, and whatever else comes to mind. If you already have a Knockbox, that's great. Hopefully, this podcast will help you get started. If not, after listening today, we think you'll realize that you probably need one. Preparing for death isn't always easy to talk about. We're here to make the conversation a little lighter and maybe even a little more fun. Let's talk about it. Welcome to another episode of the Knockbox Podcast. Today we are going to talk about everybody's favorite subject after someone dies. Money! money. (laughs) I'm Maria and I'm here with Heather and we are going to talk about
1: the money. This this one is heavy. It feels heavy, but I feel like if it shouldn't be, if things are done right, then then there's ways to make it less heavy. Yes, and you know the knockbox is
0: not about deciding who's getting all of your money. That you probably want to figure out in your will, uh, but the knockbox is about how those people are actually going to access the money because we have so many different accounts all over the place that it is hard for your next of kin to maybe even know that you've got certain accounts or money in certain places. So I don't know. How many bank accounts do you have, Heather? Uh,
1: Geez, probably at least five or six in different random banks for different loans, different checking accounts, different things. Yeah, me too.
0: I have them all over the place, and I think if somebody had to come and, and gather all of that money, they might miss a couple because... They wouldn't know that they actually existed. Um, we were talking earlier about how it's interesting that our grandparents' age. I don't. We don't need to share how old we are, but <laughs> yes, we have teenage kids, and you know, our 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 grandparents' generation probably they don't need a knockbox because they just had one bank account or maybe a checking and a savings at the same bank, and not a lot of places online and accounts everywhere, but they probably
1: had a relationship with the banker. Everyone in the town used the same banker or same cities or whatever. There was much less online presence. And so it was all just at your local branch of your local bank.
0: And their kids would know where to go. But now, do you know where your kids' bank accounts are? Or do your kids know where yours are? You know, not everybody knows that information. So... So we've got to organize it, right? And we have to make sure that we don't leave the scavenger hunt for people trying to find it. So bank accounts is the first thing. We have to make sure that we leave that information for people.
1: But one that we forget is PayPal or Venmo. Right. There's there's money that I have in different places that that my family probably wouldn't even know that I have little places at.
0: Yeah, I yeah, I collect rent for my rental property from Venmo, so there is always a good chunk of of money in there and people would need to know to get in there and, and close that out. So that's one thing to think about. And then I was thinking about all the money in other weird places that people tend to stash cash. I my friend Bill, his mom, puts $100 bills in birthday cards and hides them all around the house to hide her money. And he always <laughs>, laughs at her. And I think it's just a mindset that you've got to have money stashed around the house, but
1: yeah, not everybody knows where it is. Yeah, I think that there's maybe a little bit of a generational piece with that, too. We have a, a relative that when um their parents passed away, they were cleaning out the house and uh, got through most of it and they were finishing up things in the bedroom and um, moving the the bed out to take it apart and one of them just happened to know that they noticed that there was something a little funky with the wallpaper peeled it back and there was a, a row of gold bars <laughs> <laughs> sitting behind the bed and they had never told their kids it was there it was you know not not something anyone else knew so they got really fortunate actually that they that they They found found it it. and not that everybody has gold bars, but I think about, I think about that in other ways and how important it is to make sure that, that your loved ones know what you have and where to access it. Yeah. Yeah. Like the money in the banana
0: stand. If you watch (laughs) arrested (laughs) development, you, you have to know, you have to tell people where, where the cash is. Um, one other interesting thing is is safe deposit boxes. Do you guys have a safe deposit box? No, it's on my list. I, I know I need to get one. You don't... You actually do not need to get one. What? You don't need to get <laughs> <laughs> What? People always do say that, that they need one and they don't have yeah, it. Yeah, it feels like the grown-up responsible thing that you're supposed to have one. Right.
1: So I'm prepared to have my mind blown.
0: Yes. Well, I, I don't know if it's <laughs> mind-blowing, but I think it's generational as well. I think people needed a safe place to stash their valuables, but... In this day and age, you can order a safe that is a really decent one from Amazon and have it at your door tomorrow, and you really don't, you don't really need that. And it causes a lot of problems after you you die, because do you know how you access the safe deposit
1: box? I assumed you Ugh. just showed up with a key. You've got the instead. special key. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I pictured very yeah. Harry Potter-esque yes. where I get to, like, go in this special elevator and, like we in the key and then there's the jewels waiting for it. Yes, it is a little bit
0: like that, except if the owner has died, you are not getting into that box without the death certificate. And if the owner has put their, oh, let's say their funeral expense money in that safe deposit box and you need the cash, you're likely not about to get it by the time the funeral comes around because you, it just takes, it could take up to months because banks don't let you just roll in there and take that. You have to prove the person has died, which takes a death certificate, which takes some time. So it's not a great idea to stash things in there. And, and then people don't know what's in there. You know, people start to manage your estate and go through everything and they're waiting for the mystery of the, the box. safe deposit box. <laughs> they have no idea what will be in there. And so it, it, in my opinion, it's better to just keep your valuable things in a safe, keep your money in a bank, Right. And if you need to stash some things somewhere again, it's not hard to to have something at home that you that's fireproof and safe.
1: So that's my two cents. Okay. No pun So it second. sounds like uh, just spend a little bit of time thinking about all the different places that you have money coming in. Yes. And then what about for money going, going out. out? Oh actually hold on, I want to go back to one thing about the
0: safe deposit box or the safe. The, the box, our knock box, does come with a little zipper bag. And that is because we want you to put in your passports, your birth certificates, your social security cards, all those things. I don't know that you should keep them in your actual knock box. I think you should keep them in a, in a zippered bag and throw that into your safe at home. Just to keep those as an extra layer of, of secured, right? So that, and, and also so you can find those things. I just took my daughter to get her driver's permit. And I had to have the passport and the social security card, and I just brought that whole bag because it was all together and in one place, which was great. Um,
1: Okay, so the money. Yes, so we've talked about, yeah, we know, know our money that we have. What about stuff? What about debts? What about stuff that we have that needs to go out?
0: So we've got money that we have in banks. We have income, which we should talk about as well. And we have debt. Let's hope we don't have too much of it, but... You should indicate your debt to your next of kin. And you should also indicate if your debt has been paid off to your next of kin. Um, After you die, medical bills come in, all kinds of debt for medical often surfaces. Uh, Some of it is forgivable and some of it is not. That's a whole thing to wade through. But if you know that you'll have some of that or if you've got some bills that you've paid, you want to throw that in your medical debt folder so people have that information. Uh, what other kinds of debt do people I, have?
1: Yeah, I heard a I heard a story once about um a family that they were having their funeral and these like three different brothers showed up saying that everything that was in the safe deposit box was supposed to go <laughs> go to them. Yeah. Like, so is that is that where we because, write this stuff down? Yeah, like?
0: because the deceased owed them money or something. Right. So if you owe someone money, you probably should put that in your folder for personal debt because your next of kin will need to know that or if you've paid off a debt even more importantly Uh, I just got my not just a couple years ago got my letter that said I had paid off all my student loan debt which was very exciting so I put that in the student loan folder just to have a place for it and to indicate that I no longer have that debt plus all your credit cards someone's got to shut all those down even if you don't owe a lot of money, like someone has to go in and shut every single one of those cards down. So those have to be listed out for people as well. Makes sense. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's money is, it's a lot to think about. The good thing is it's concrete. You know, when you get to the section about, I don't know, what to do with your photos, it, it's a little difficult. But money, at least, it's just a matter of organizing, putting the account numbers in in your in your knockbox so that people can to, can get to the money when they need to. Speaking of money, you've also got to
1: address your income. Right. So so what different different places should money be coming in from?
0: Yeah, because not everybody has one job, right? Your family may know that you have the one employer, but maybe they don't know who your boss is or what's, who's the HR lead or who to call if something happens to you because... They will want to call your employment because that might you might have some life insurance there and and there's some other money related things that your employer will have, and so people need to know that your side jobs, if you're driving for Uber, if you're if you're doing DoorDash, if you're podcasting or I don't know right whatever what,
1: your side hustle is whatever, whatever it is. is.
0: Uh, some people have child support or alimony or social security benefits coming in for their kids. So any kind of income that's coming in, your next of kin truly needs to know about, and it has to be listed out so that it's organized. It's not that fun, but,
1: (laughs) but, but but important. And it sounds like this is one of the areas that your family could spend a lot of time spinning their wheels. Oh, it's the worst
0: one. This is the one that takes all
1: the time for people actually. It's the one where they
0: might argue and fight over the Google Photos, but this one, they just can't access it, and it takes months and months. And sometimes they do need that money to be able to settle your estate. So it's really important to
1: have it clear-cut and laid out for people. Is this also where you should list the value of things that you own? So, for example, if you've had something appraised, does it go in the money section Or would that go somewhere else in the box? So the box has all kinds of sections
0: that are related to money, right? What we're talking about here is covered in the bank account section, the income section, the debt section, and then there is a section about your assets. So I think we'll talk about that in a different episode, but there is a whole place for things that
1: are valuable. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but also I would assume we're, we're even including things like cryptocurrency and that type so
0: of So cryptocurrency, so there's a section for your investments, which we can talk about. That is where you would list your retirement accounts or your cryptocurrency accounts or your E-Trade or Robinhood or anywhere else that you have money invested. Same thing. People need to know where it is so that they can actually get to it after you pass. And the, the problem with some of those is you have to be sure to list out a beneficiary on those. I think right now on the most popular cryptocurrency app is Coinbase, and I don't think you can list a beneficiary. At least the last I checked, you couldn't. So newer technology, it's harder to- Do that. To do that, and if you have a lot of money in there, it's really important that people have a way to access the, those funds um, after you're gone. E-Trade, I think it's pretty easy to list a beneficiary, but you have to list someone or else it goes into your estate, which then can turn into a probate problem. So if you list a beneficiary, the money goes right to that person rather than going into your estate.
1: So that's really important to know. It sounds like like thinking ahead a little bit on that to make it as easy as possible for your next and kin. And maybe that's also something that you want to talk to your CPA or your investment broker or your attorney about how you can set things up so that your next of kin has the least number of barriers to access. That's exactly right. Although, do you know if you do you
0: have your kids listed as a beneficiary? You and your husband probably have each other. Yes. But uh, I learned that you don't necessarily want to have your kids listed as beneficiaries. I am about
1: learning how many things I'm doing wrong in life, yeah. <laughs> right? Yes. Recording this podcast. Because if your child
0: is the recipient of the inheritance, say you had a 401k and something happens to you and the money goes right to your kid. Well, the, a, a child can't manage money. They're not legally allowed to. So there'll be a conservatorship in place, most likely, depending on the situation, but someone has to manage that money for
1: the kid. So it sounds like this is one of those things that maybe you have things set up one way if your next of kin is under 18, and then you can reevaluate and adjust both the way you have things set up and your knockbox when they're adults.
0: Yes, sort of. Or not. <laughs> This, it gets a little complicated because you know why? We're not attorneys. (laughs) We don't know. Right. We don't know. But I I do know that kids can inherit money, but they cannot manage it. So someone has to manage it for them. Like the Britney Spears thing. Although Mm -hmm. she was an adult, but someone had to manage it for her. That happens for all kids.
1: But it sounds like that's something you talk to our attorney about.
0: Yes, for sure. Or just don't put your kid as your beneficiary. Put someone else who is an adult. Or better yet, if you have a trust, you can, it all goes to the trust. But not the
1: three brothers that are going to show up at the funeral and
0: say that they should get everything. That's, That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And when we think about beneficiaries, that goes for your insurance policies as well, your life insurance or any other annuities or anything like that. That's an insurance policy that will pay out after you die. You have to make sure you have the right beneficiaries listed. Got it. As far as the knockbox is concerned, you're just letting people know that you have these accounts. And it'd be great if you can let them know who the beneficiary is. That's what the box is for, if that makes sense. Definitely. It's not that hard to put this section of the box together. So if you are just starting out with your knockbox or just getting one, I think these financial folders are some of the best places to start. Again, they're concrete. All you do is find the account numbers, find the information, put it in the folders, and if you have these done in your box and nothing else, it will help the next of kin tremendously. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Thanks for the advice. Yeah, thanks. You can learn more about The Knockbox and buy one at www.thenockbox.com. That's www.thenockbox.com. Podcast listeners can enjoy 15% off with code PODCAST15. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, and wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Thanks for listening.